Welcome back to The Cooling Rack, a podcast about the great Canadian baking show where we don't glaze over any of the bakes and there are absolutely no soggy bottoms allowed. My name is James. And I'm Michael. And welcome to the quarterfinals week, the pastry week. I fully was like when you were going through the intro, I was so in the like normal space of, of going through it and, and saying it myself or something. And then when you said, and my name is James, I was like, no, it's Michael, damn it. <laughs> there was a week, I think, we recorded once where I was like, I'm Michael. Yeah, <laughs> just because uh, of the order in our, in our heads. Yeah, it just yeah, it, 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 it can really screw with you sometimes. Um, yes, it's pastry week. Also, I'll just send out a note to our listeners if you're you're uh listening I, I don't think there should be any difference or changes in our audio quality this week but James and I had to do a different recording remote this week I have shingles so uh you know yeah, yeah. we're just playing yeah. it playing it safe and I'm sitting at at home so I don't think there should be anything but if you do notice this is a one week in between her and we should be back to in person for next week hopefully so. memories just like corona times <laughs> although now we're using a way better platform to do the recording than than uh, we did back then this is a beautiful platform it's much better than like whatever we were using we were using skype, skype with a very 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 dated call recorder plugin that yeah. no longer is supported so yeah this feels much more pro <laughs> yeah it's 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 made for what we're doing um but yeah pastry week um what, what are your thoughts? You know, pastry week is always so fascinating because pastry is technical, it's delicious, but it can also be creative. I think it puts everyone under, everyone under a lot of pressure um, for the time that's allotted. So I'm always super curious to what they'll do. And I know typically we go French, but I was quite excited this time around by the different themes that emerged. So I, I quite enjoyed this week myself. Yeah, I also loved this week because... Um... I felt like we got more of the baker's personalities kind of I mean, we, we get that a bit every week, but I really felt like maybe it's just the number of weeks that we've been watching as well. But like I, I was really uh, uh, picking out kind of favorites or, or some of the lines they're talking about or things like that. I, I was I really, really uh, liked this week, although I still do feel like because we actually started watching the new season of Great British Bake Off. And the amount of time they do just talk about the judging is really, really nice. Like, you know, there and, and I still feel even on week six, we're still a little too short on GCBS. Yeah, I, I was sort of as we were watching it a little bit, I noticed like it, the, the first two challenges still feel kind of rushed yeah. so that and then there's a lot of uh exhibition <laughs> yeah. for the third one a lot of <gasps> yeah <laughs> to your i don't point. know it's really <laughs> stressful i'm going through i'm whipping i'm whipping I'm are whipping. they gonna burn are they gonna burn yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 uh we learned a lot about philo yes we did we we learned quite a lot and not in like a <laughs> not necessarily in a documentary sense more from a yeah. lived experience sense i would exactly. say exactly <laughs> well we got to watch each individual layer be rolled so. mm -hmm. yeah yeah definitely it, it in real time really <laughs> yeah exactly but we'll we'll get there we'll get there um so james what did the bakers have to make for the signature challenge this week um i think so they made hungarian chimney cakes which i believe are per, are, are called kirkoskala something like that so that's what they had to make but essentially 
They're like real OG funnel cake, basically. My favorite thing was that they said the like original name of it. And then they're like, or Hungarian chimney cake. So what are you making for your chimney cake? And I was like, okay. So like they, they gave up on that fast. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think German is as far as we are, we can go on GCBS. That's like mm. the, <laughs> the, 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 the furthest we can go in terms of language. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the chimney cakes. Um, I thought, oh my God, when they were going through, everyone sounded so delicious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were all so beautifully done this time too. It was yeah. such an impressive challenge for, for the bakers that are remaining. If we had a, um, uh, uh, okay, if a couple of weeks ago we talked about how the technical was, you know, maybe not amazing, I would on the complete opposite end of that say that as a signature challenge, I think this was the strongest signature in the history of the show. Everyone's was really great. Everyone delivered on flavors. The critiques were very minimal it was really just all praise and they all looked amazing yeah i agree i think this was one where it was uh, a joy to watch them sort of flourish and experiment uh versus get on the struggle bus a little bit that's always you know when it's like two struggle bus it's like a little too bumpy on that yeah. bus it's it's almost uh <laughs> we said that last week it's like it's kind of painful to watch yeah so, uh... yeah exactly so no these these were really really great um so, yes, let's start off. Zoya was first, James. What did Zoya make? Zoya made the most lovely ice cream cone chimney cakes. I thought that these were really, really great looking. Um, the the dough was great. Um, she made those cherries. What, what were the cherries made out of? They're marzipan. I... They looked like real cherries, except for maybe the color was just like 5% off. Yeah, they're a little orange. But, you know, sometimes you can have um, cherries that aren't so ripe, I think. They look almost like a little tomato-y, a little orangey. So we'll chalk it up to that. But definitely, I thought those cherries were super cute. What a lovely touch. Yeah, yeah. No, they were good. Um, And then uh, uh, the only critique on these was that they needed a bit more filling. There was like more dough around the... the, um, ring and not enough filling inside yeah um did you feel that for this one and this is just like they didn't mention it but i felt like this um and i think they mentioned it for chi later i think zoya's the dough looked a little thick though compared to some of the others yeah 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 agreed agreed um but all around this one was great um they're so whimsical and they had like little sprinkles on them too it just looks so cute it looks so cute yeah absolutely uh okay then we had chi uh, who made chimney cake tiramisu, and I think this one for the coffee. I think I think they used Vietnamese coffee, which was mm-hmm. uh, quite a a change and a little bit of an experiment that worked out well. I love tiramisu, so yeah, this one right up my alley. Um, great dough, good coffee. The only critique was maybe a little too much booze in there. Coming from Bruno, by the way. I was like, really? If Bruno thinks something is too boozy, it means you can light it on fire. Yeah. <laughs> like 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 Christie's reveal from last week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to light it on fire. Oh, okay. Hold on. Yes. Housekeeping notes here. So uh, uh, 
we found out that um, after uh, last week's bake, Christy had um, her family fusion, uh, uh, like the bow buns, right? Mm -hmm. was, was that the one? Yes. So uh, not actually uh, uh, the name that, that she had picked. She she hadn't picked a name. Oh. And uh, yeah, that like, you know, she was just like, oh, no, please, like, <laughs> correct, correct the, the record. Like, you know, I didn't I didn't pick the name for this because she was just sort of uh, uh, saying there was a, a, a light moment of cringe where she was like, oh, no, it seems like all I'm doing is talking about, like, you know, my my interracial family. <laughs> <laughs> and everything. So uh, uh, I said we were going to do a correction this week that um, for anyone who didn't see on Instagram uh, where she had it in her stories that she didn't actually pick the name of, of Family Fusion. And we learned something new, which is that the bakers don't choose every single one of those names. I guess if they don't provide something, the show's got to come up with some name. That is so fascinating to me as a little bit of a production uh, element or a hint or a component, if you will. And I'm glad we got that clarification. So, you know, for example, this week was not, you know, Christie's like United Nations chimney cakes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yes, that was that was uh, uh, cheese uh, there. Sorry, which then we we did the whole uh, aside, but I didn't want to forget uh, on that. So then we had Lauren. Uh, who made rhubarb rose bouquets, which were so lovely. These were so cool looking. Yeah. Like, just, yeah, I mean, I, I wrote, wow. Um, the dough was a little too thick um, uh, uh, on on hers, like mm. on the, the, the chimneys. Um, but great flavor. And then on the inside, like she had the rhubarb was just like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Like in the best way possible. Every time I see filling like that, it reminds me of like a Viva Puff. But I mean that this time in like the best way possible. It was just yeah. so bright and colorful. It was like, it was like little like liquid jewels or gems had been injected in it. And to do it kind of so um, perfectly in the middle. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, and uh, like, you know, drumstick ice cream, sometimes it's like, oh, oh my God. it's like, oh. oh, the machine messed up. <laughs> it's oh. off to the side. <laughs> yeah. But man, oh, man, do I love a drumstick Kit Kat drumstick? Mm -hmm. Kit Kat drumstick. So mm -hmm. good. Um, okay. Then we had John. Uh, who made childhood chimney cakes. And the childhood flavor that's referenced is lemon meringue, essentially. Mm, mm -hmm. Oh, I, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I love lemon. I love lemon meringue. I love all of it. I thought that the candied lemons that he had on this were amazing. Yeah, they were really, they were really pretty. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was not quite baked enough um like it started uh good at the bottom and then sort of the further up the the chimney i want to say cone but up the chimney uh it just wasn't quite done enough up it was cone there. shaped to be fair but yeah yeah as as you went like the the thicker the chimney got the softer it was yes exactly um and uh uh yeah so they were just a little too soft but the lemon flavor was really good good curd good curd and that's good really curd. important yeah yes as we'll see in the technical um this was a properly set curd so um <laughs> yeah it was a little it was a little wet we'll get yeah, there <laughs> there were a few um okay and last but not least we had christy who made japanese hot dog chimneys 
Okay, I wanted to eat these so bad. So like this, when Bruno said like, oh, you should open up like a food truck or something with it. Like, yes, she should. The bake on the dough looked amazing. The fact that she made the like hot dog sausages, whatever herself from scratch was awesome. Every flavor that was listed there was just like all I want to eat. It sounded so good. They reminded me of um, when I saw them, they reminded me of pigs in a blanket a little bit, which I I always love. Um, And I personally actually have not had a Japanese hot dog. Like I've never had a Japa dog. The closest thing, ironically, I think I had was an Icelandic hot dog, which has a lot of the same elements and flavors. They also use Japanese mayonnaise. They use the QP in yeah. in Iceland, but I think they, they don't put seaweed on it. But they have the crispy onions, and it is really good. Mm. It is a fantastic blend of flavors. Yeah, yeah. So I just wrote, <clears throat> so good, perfect flavor, my favorite. Like that. That's all I have to say. <laughs> well, she was the only one that made a savory one too, which always yes. which always helps with the yeah. the, the, the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, anything else you want to add? No, I just, I just really. Th- this one brought me joy. This, this, mm-hmm. this signature brought me joy. Absolutely, and that was the signature. And moving along to the technical, mm-hmm. um, James, what was the technical this week? It was a mango rose tart. Yes, which uh, once they were then explaining it, I, I kind of got it a bit more it was about like kind of like an apple tart where how the apple makes like a rose but they wanted them to do it with mango so that that i i i then was like oh okay okay i i i know what you're doing i've got your number yeah yeah for a second i did think they meant it was like mango rose water tart and i'm like what's so specific about this that makes it technical and then yeah all was revealed (laughs) um but the weird thing was that they had to make um that that caviar Mm. which to me was like why like like i know like just an added layer of of difficulty (laughs) to to throw in on the two hours or whatever i i i just sort of was like okay like it 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 felt a little um felt a little forced a little additional you know um that's fine. That's all good. But I, I just was kind of questioning, like, the why. Okay. Yeah. No, I see what you mean. Because, like, I guess even the caviar on top was kind of like, it was like, oh, now there's just balls on it. Yeah. Well, and then when they show when they showed it, uh, uh, like, the, the, the perfect one that Bruno and Kyla, like, sort of review as they, like, eat a, a slice of it or whatever, um, I couldn't even see them at first. I was I like, wait, was so, so why, say, why, why? You know? I remember thinking back, I'm like, hold up. Did they even have, um, what do they call it? Caviar? Caviar. I would have yeah. called them pearls. I'm like, hold up. Did they have caviar on it? So I, I agree with you. I wasn't even yeah. really aware. Um, but then the one thing that we were, or at least for, for me, that I was loving here was we're getting so many good Zoya sound bites. Like she, you know how like on Drag Race, there's like the narrator of the season. Mm-hmm. The narrator of this episode was Zoya. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And Zoya's I loved it. I, I loved like she just kind of had a really good sense of humor that we've got to see a little bit throughout the season. But like this episode, I just sort of was like, oh, my God, she is my fave. Like, I'm I'm all here for it. Definitely. Really, really great personality. So uh, speaking of, first up was Zoya, um, and she had a really nice uh, rose that she had made, but it was starting to sink into the um, 
uh, what was it? The creme pat? Uh, diplomat. Diplomat, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it was starting to sink, and then the base needed a bit more of a bake. Mm-hmm. Um, but really nicely, you know, um, done on, on the rose. Definitely, and good flavors. And, and what we'll see sort of are some of the challenges were not really exclusive to Zoya <laughs> in terms yes, of those yes. finishing touches. Yeah. Well, yes, and her curd was set, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you know, is points. true. Uh, okay, then we had Chi. Um, whose curd was actually a little wet instead of set. Yeah, but nice nice caviar. Definitely. Uh, they had nice caviar. Um, and uh, good pastry. Yes, yes, definitely. Good good sablé on uh, cheese tart. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, then we had Lauren. Okay, so when I saw Lauren's, I was like, oh, she's going to win this. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and even before that, when, like, when Lauren was, um, like, spreading the... Yes, 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 exactly. I was, I, like, I was she's like, the oh, only she one that can it. actually yeah. spread it. So, <laughs> every, so she's obviously yeah. going to yeah. win this. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so like the crisp was crossed. It was a wonderful sable. All the curd had set, the, the creme had set. There were layers. There were like distinct layers. I love that you said the crisp had crust. Did I, is that what I said? You, the crisp said had it, crust. But, yeah. Flip, flip. I wrote by flop. In my notes, I wrote crisp crust yes the crisp head crust well i mean whatever right the crisp head she crust. done already done had herses and the crisp done already done had crusted if so. you know what i mean then we know what we say there you go there yeah. you go uh-huh uh-huh but yeah I, I i totally agree and not only that it was like as soon as we saw lauren's i was like okay number one clearly like even even without seeing the other to following her, I just knew from when she was spreading the the creme diplomat, it was like, okay, like, yeah, everyone else was sort of like, oh, no, it didn't quite do. And she she had it just sort of like perfectly spreading, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, everyone else was like the floor is lava sort of thing happening, basically. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, hers was really great. Um uh, really nice layers flavors work together like it was just all it was great so uh and at this point i don't know about you i was like oh lauren's gonna be star baker again this week what definitely and to be quite honest with you even when we get to the showstopper i up to like i also did think that there was uh that lauren was still going to take it for for mm. a bit yeah okay yeah. okay well next we had john so John's tart had a nice flower, like it was a nice mm-hmm. flower on top, uh, but the sablé was a little pale, and then yeah. like others, it, it was kind of it was kind of leaky. So the curd was a little leaky, yeah, little 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 goopy, yeah, gooped and gagged, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, no, 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 I like uh, 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 I think it was just it was literally the time thing at the beginning. Um, I guess that that's. I'm, I am not meaning this to sound like I'm constantly being like, well, I wonder why they're doing this with the show or doing that. Like, uh, uh, but the judges said, oh, this is a really hard amount of stuff to do within the amount of time that we've given them. And it's like, okay, but like, don't we want to see success? Like, don't we want to see the curd set, like see the best, like, uh, uh, thing. But I guess the fact that Lauren did do it means that it was you can do it in that amount of time, right? So maybe Lauren did the whole thing in a fridge. <laughs> we just didn't see it. it was just like for half yeah. the cooking time, she was just in a fridge doing yeah. everything yeah. At, at at 
two degrees Celsius. Yeah, yeah. I just felt that because like, you know, with the multiple of the curds not being set, I sort of was like, oh, okay, well, that's a bummer, but still very good overall. Yeah. Um, okay, then we had Christy. Um, who also had a nice flower rose pattern, a nice pattern, um, but the pearls had oddly maybe dissolved. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Maybe it was still kind of warm, which would explain sort of like maybe the, the, the curd was a little leaky still and, and that sort of thing. So maybe that was why. I'm actually very curious to the physics of all of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was I was very interested with um when they were showing how they created it. I was like, oh, okay. Like and then I sort of was like, oh, that that seems like it could be kind of yummy, like in your mouth if you eat one and then it sort of like bursts, you know? Yeah. Like a boil. Yeah, Dr. Pimple Popner. <laughs> Pimple Popner? Popner? <laughs> Popner. That's what it sounded like you said. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I said Popper. Oops. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and Christy also had a really good um, creme diplomat on hers. Yes. Yes. So, um, okay, let's go through the order. On the technical, we had John in fifth. Christy was fourth. Chi was third. Zoya placed second. And Lauren, I mean, as soon as she started spreading that cream, first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're so, number one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. You did it. Okay. Uh, uh, like, I actually was tempting fate. I just wrote one next to her early. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. She did. And that's two weeks in a row. Definitely. So. Congrats on that, Lauren. It's not easy mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the technical. Mm-hmm. And into the showstopper... What did the bakers have to make? They had to make a baklava tower. Which, at first, I was literally picturing um, crocombouche baklava. Yeah, I also thought they had to, like, stick them together and make a form, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then and then when uh, uh, so in terms of in the show, when, you know, they show like and, and this baker's going to be making this right. Um, so they started with with Chi and there's had uh, uh, it was on the stand of the, the six. Right. Yeah. And at first, uh, since that was the first one, I was thinking to myself, wait, have I drastically misunderstood what baklava is? Because I don't know how they make a six like this. And then, <laughs> oh, wait, OK. You can rest it on, and it must be in a, like, stacked format tower shape. Michael's like, did I misunderstand the assignment? Did I get a different brief than everybody else? (laughs) And then I understood. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I I kind of... So the bakers had to make their own philo, and we heard from basically all of them being like, yeah, this isn't really what anyone would normally do, but they're making us do it. <laughs> I just kind of wrote like, this is mean. <laughs> <laughs> they're testing every single skill this time. They're going that deep. Is this is the smuckers come back to roost, basically. Now it's like, oh, nothing's pre-made. Yeah, this is anti-smuckers. This is anti-smuckers, right? This is you wish you had smucker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, Y'all were like, oh, why smuckers? Well, guess what? You got to make your own phyllo. And to that, we say we're sorry. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, I thought this was this was a good uh, uh, challenge. And so first up, we had Lauren. Uh, who made a pistachio petal baklava tower. So yeah, these were um, very skilled, very yeah. skilled 
done. Um, the pistachio was fresh and warm. Um, and yeah, uh, uh, I also have for the chocolate mocha that it was like a cappuccino, but the only thing was it had a bit too of a bitter end. Yeah, yeah. Which almost was sort of like combining with maybe it was a little overcooked as, as well. So it kind of mm. all all melded together into maybe something that was just a little acidic is, is, is my guess from that. Yeah. I will say what I did appreciate about this. The choice of using like citrus fruits like oranges and things to be the center of the tower gave it a fullness that implied there was like a lot more pastry going on than there was not that there wasn't because like lauren made like 50 or whatever but i really yes. i right because lauren's like 25 more to go and john yeah, was like and then okay. john was like, did I, like, I have 12 or whatever did i you misunderstand know? <laughs> the assignment <laughs> um but it's just a, such a good design choice because it still made it feel like everything was kind of baked or handmade and, and i i really mm -hmm. enjoyed that choice yeah it was really cool to see absolutely uh okay then we had zoya uh, who made a baklava gardens of paradise? I thought that this was really, really cool um, looking. They were well baked. I initially thought again from the the uh, implication of it being a baklava tower. Mm -hmm. uh, I originally thought I was like, and she's making that whole tower out of baklava? Yeah. And no, okay, it's a display tower. Got it. Um, but yeah, great bakes. Um, that had tart cherry, which was really good. Mm -hmm. um, and then her almond uh, uh, one was really great. And uh, oh, flawless. The word was flawless, which is a pretty good compliment, I would say. Yeah. And yeah. Kyla also commented on the geometry, which is really nice because it was it was very sharp. Yes. Like the elements were very clean and they were very sharp. The edges were snatched. Like everything was like tight and that was really lovely to see. I was so along the way I was concerned how some of it would turn out cuz she had the ones with the with the ghee, right? She had her like uh I don't know if it was homemade ghee or the, the infusion or whatever, right? But it was literally like oozing out when she was like turning them into like the, the circles. And I was like, girl, mm -hmm. that's too much. That's too much. It was not too much. Apparently too much is how you get flawless. So can I just say, though, spending talking about the cooking when they were all pouring the syrup on, on everything, it was basically like borderline combusting. Yeah, <laughs> their baklava. I was so that was so funny. I was like, oh, oh, oh. yeah, Am I didn't be okay? realize that that was how that happened. Yeah, I didn't know you put it on so hot. Like, I thought yeah. you, like, brushed it on afterwards or something Yeah, like that, exactly. But... Meanwhile, it was literally like, take the fucking fire hose and like, <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> it was um, lovely. I did like Christy brought in a new acronym for us, which is uh, AHAP, as hot as possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so. like the better version of ASAP. I was like, I can't mm. do ASAP. But I can do Ahab. Ahab, because I'm what? As hot as possible. Mm -hmm. You won't get that paper on Tuesday. You'll get it next week, but it'll be hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love that. I love it in the business context of deciding to just be like, no, I can't do that quickly, 
but I can be real hot when I do it. Yeah, I'll make it hot. <laughs> I'm going to put on some lip gloss and then I'll write it for mm-hmm. you, but slowly. <laughs> Not when you want it. Um, uh, yes. Okay. So moving on to Christy. Uh, who made a carnival carousel tower? Um, very whimsical. Yeah. I loved uh, spinning the heck out of all of them. There was like a lot of the presentation in this was based on the the structure that they had pre-made, which was really great looking, uh, uh, you know, and everything for 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 everyone. But I do sort of feel like in the showstopper when it comes to the the spectacle should always be on the bake. Right. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, and like, I feel like any structure in the showstopper should be this. Like, these seemed almost more like signature-looking uh, uh, structures, where like you can have that and you can do that and do the whimsical presentation. But I kind of feel like, uh, and I'm not just saying this on uh, on Christie, like across the board, that in the showstopper, I feel like if there is something holding something, it should be a baked element or food based largely right Right. so like make something like a hard bread or something if you have to hold it up or overwork pastry dough and it will be a rock actually exactly (laughs) yeah yeah do you agree or what do you what do you think you know i think it's harder on pastry week i think this i think for me this is where the the when we think about the not the topic but like the category for the week Mm. versus what the challenge is so like for example if it was like bread this week which it never is bread is earlier it would be weird if you were like oh i made a cardboard thing and i put little buns in it because it'd be like just like bake the thing out of bread right so when you think about it they're making boxes out of bread they're making whole i mean christy made a freaking you know not diagon alley (laughs) what is it graffiti graffiti alley alley. (laughs) graffiti alley out of of bread right so so I do see like why you, we should build on that week after week, but I also understand if we're talking about phyllo and flake pastry, like you're not, you're not gonna be able to do that this week. That's just that's just a reality. So yeah, but I get what you're saying because then it does kind of like, it, it does make it a bit more reduced in terms of impact. I think at this yeah. point, like this far in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, like whimsical presentation. Uh, uh... <laughs> okay, so I wrote good kick with the chili, but I wrote good kids with chili. <laughs> uh, good kick with the, she had chili lime. Um, yeah. yeah, and then uh, uh, the only thing was it was slightly, I think, burnt phyllo. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, but the raspberry one was great. And I think I couldn't tell if Kyla was like throwing some shade. Like I couldn't tell because they're so nice, right? Like Because I think Kyla was like, Oh, it's so cute. Like all these people lined up for a ride. Um, but I think for this ride, there should be a consistent height line that yeah. they all meet. I was like, that's such, like, that's the most roundabout way of saying that they're inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like, just tell me directly what you want and then I'll do it. Like if if uniform height, just be like, they're not uniform. Mm-hmm. But it was a very, it was a very uh, nice Canadian way of, of being like... You know, these should all be the same length. Yeah, exactly. It is GCBSF rule, to your point. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, Okay, and then we had John. Uh, Who made a sugar and spice baklava tower. The shine on the logs was... Oh, 
he grilled those babies in syrup. Like those yeah. were baked, boiled, grilled, gooped, done, cooked. Yeah, very shiny. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like, uh, uh, you know what they didn't need to do? Lotion up. <laughs> Yeah, there was enough spray on that. And yeah. the pumpkin spice, too. I was like, pumpkin spice? <laughs> yeah. Is it fall? Well, she was wishing it's fall in June or whenever this was That's filmed, true. Was right? Like peak so, July uh, or whatever. <laughs> where on earth did he find the pumpkin spice then? I've been saving it all year. <laughs> Could you imagine? I'm sure at this point, GCBS, they have like this pantry of like things, like mm. just like stocked up, piled up over the years. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, then so he had uh, the bottom was slightly burnt, if I'm reading my notes correct, mm-hmm. um, from from his. But the bracelets were better. Uh, the only thing there was that they wanted a bit more orange. Mm, more more orange, please. More orange. The, the one thing I did want when I did see it, I was like, is this a tower? Like, like, it, you, you know what I mean? Tower. It was on but, like a, so this a stump, is, yes, yeah. right? And, yeah, like, yeah. And I know it wasn't easy, but like, like I know everyone had like pre, like Christy had mm-hmm, pre-made things, mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. Zoya, t- like I mean, the tower was like it was pre-made, right? But like yeah. the pieces were kind of like climbing it, etc. Yeah, so this one, exactly. I did feel like it was kind of more like, like a platter on a tower. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I, I, I fully agree with you. It's like stretching the limits of of tower yeah you know yeah like if the little if the little um elf door or whatever opened and then there was like a little (laughs) yeah if there was one on the bottom (laughs) or like you know yeah there there was it was it was a very whimsical pedestal but then there was no whimsy with the presentation on the top yeah yeah you know yeah yeah exactly Um, I, I yeah I, I I agree with you on that one. Uh, okay, and last but not least, we had Chi, who made uh, six degrees of baklava. Yes. Um, so there's the salt and the sugar. Uh, I thought this was an interesting way of describing it. They fight well together, but it was like the way you want it to be. And I, I, you know, when you do have something that is salty and sweet, like it, it is kind of a fight, but when it works really well, it does work. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, and overall, great bake, like really well done baklavas. Mm-hmm. The flavors, like you said, were amazing as well. Um, and it was a fun use of the shape. It was fun. Yeah. They had the ube, ube yep. jam uh, with the cashew. Mm-hmm. That sounded like an interesting combo. I would love to have tried those. Yeah, me too. I, I'm 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 fifty fifty on ube. It really for me it depends on the texture. It's not the flavor. I like the flavor. It depends on the texture that's paired with the flavor. So with cashews as well, I was like, how would that crunch? But um, it got really good reviews. So it would be something I think I'd be really curious about. Absolutely. Um, there was crisp and melt in your mouth and just sort of like, yeah, I, I like that. Delicious. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, that that's all the bakers. We're down to we're down to five, we're down to four at the end of the episode. Um, so we're 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 just powering through. Um, so the star baker this week was Zoya. And it sounds like from the judges uh, that she really 
eked this out from the flawlessness of her baklava in uh, uh, the showstopper. Definitely. Like well, when I was saying earlier, because like Lauren was up first, when I saw what Lauren had done, I was like, oh, I think she's going to take it. But then when they really sort of, you know, when they do like the 360 at the top, like the clock, the, 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 the rotating top down, and just understanding what Zoya had managed to accomplish with the geometry, the symmetry, the cleanliness, then then that's when I was like, oh, actually, I actually think there's competition this time. Like it's, mm. it's it maybe uh, Zoya. And she did take it, which is amazing. I love that when she um, finished baking, she said, this is the first time that I've had a bake that's turned out exactly as I wanted in the tent. Like, mm-hmm. like wouldn't change anything. And then clearly to receive the, the cri- not critique, the praise of flawless. Uh, yeah, I guess it did turn out not only how you wanted, but exactly as you could have ever hoped. So. And how the judges wanted it, apparently. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, yes, yeah, so Zoya was our star baker this week. And again, I really like just getting to see the humor, the humorous side in Zoya. Again, not that we haven't before, but I just, like, really was like, yes, I want more Zoya one-liners all the time. There's definitely more room and space for that right now. And I agree with you, Zoya, that character, that personality is really coming through. And it's lovely Mm -hmm. to see. Yeah, exactly. But unfortunately, uh, the bigger we had to say goodbye to this week was John. Mm -hmm. I know. My season's crush. I was going to (laughs) say, hey, hey, all the way to the quarterfinals. That's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Uh, Well, uh, was this a quarterfinal? Sorry, semifinals. No, no. no, Quarterfinals. Yeah. Yeah. Quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly scandal yeah i know this was sad i i i do feel like after the first um day which is the signature and the uh and the technical john sort of i think again only as a viewer i can't speak to his exact frame of mind seemed like he sort of knew he was in the bottom Mm. toward the bottom there and uh uh I don't know who else you could have put in the bottom this week aside from him because he did struggle on some things. And yes, some of the other bakers did have uh, not fully set curd in the technical. But, um, you know, I think it was just everyone had a really strong week and a couple of places where John had a misstep is the reason why he went home. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying. It's, you know, it's always difficult at this time. So it's just like a few not even trip ups it's always just like you know one or two things don't go that well it, it kind of it is what it is it kind of puts one quarterfinals right, right? So. yeah exactly um so next week is semi final week uh which i think is just like that's the the <laughs> The name of the theme is semi-final week. From what I could see, I think it's just semi-final week. Um, I think in the voiceover, Anne says something about like fancy. So I just wrote semi-finals, fancy things is yeah, what yeah. I She said fancy, it. but I was like, is it fancy week? Like, you know. Maybe it is fancy week. Let's call, it, hope, let's call it fancy week. I hope it's fancy with a PH. <laughs> P-fancy week. Yeah, P-fancy week. Sure, exactly. Um, so... 
Guess what, listeners? We have a very special uh, treat here for you, which you probably read in the description of the show or saw on social media before downloading this episode. But we have an interview with uh, one of the season's bakers. Last week's, I almost said last week's eliminated queen. Wow. Drag (laughs) race really on the mind. Yeah. uh last week's eliminated baker rosemary um and we had such a fun time unfortunately so because of my uh uh having shingles james and i bounced around the date and time we were going to do our recording for the actual episode that you're listening to right now Mm -hmm. and then that led to some scheduling confusion when it came to the interview with rosemary so james wasn't able to join for the interview yeah i'm sorry it's okay um but she didn't want to meet you <laughs> uh, I'll DM but, uh her. yeah yeah but uh anyway you'll get to hear a lovely chat that i had with rosemary she brings a lot of really interesting um tidbits about her time in the tent about her journey into baking and about uh advice for for kind of if you're thinking of auditioning and um how she comes up with some of the flavors that she does it it's really really great so i would uh say stick around and listen to that for sure stick right around to the very end there's a nice little fun treat right at the the end at least it made me laugh uh and yeah we'll uh we'll leave it there we'll throw to that now and then we'll come back for a final bye All right, we are here with season six baker, Rosemary O'Neill. Rosemary, thank you so much for joining me here today. Oh, thank you for inviting me. Um, yeah, we're just so excited to 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 have you here. And, um, you know, from our, our most recent episode, we got to sample some of your bakes, which I've got to say was just really, really tremendous. That cake was... Uh, it was so so good. I mean, okay, so listeners might not I, I, know. I, think, I <laughs> oh, think the word you're looking for is exquisite. Yes, it was exquisite. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The listeners won't know this, but in that episode where we did our our tasting, you know, quote unquote live, I had to cut out like six minutes because it was just James and I constantly going oh my god oh wow and it was like okay they get the point like we do not need you know so I left six minutes of it in there but I cut out an additional six minutes so if you thought what you heard last week was gratuitous I have the full unedited thing but uh, needless to say we quite enjoyed it so um where did the inspiration for that bergamot cake specifically come from um it kind of came out of thin air I mean I like to put rosemary in in things because I am rosemary um and I think everything's better with a little rosemary but um I was at um a local uh bodega here in the Barward Byward Market and I was going actually for pistachio paste and they had the bergamot paste next to it and I went oh I wonder if I could put that in macaron or something like because I'd never actually tasted bergamot, except in Earl Grey tea. So I uh, bought a jar, brought it home, and was just like so taken with it. And I developed flavors by um, a really simple method. If I like, we'll take chocolate and raspberry. 
very simple combination and everybody mm-hmm. knows it works together and everything. So I just go, okay, well, let's see if chocolate and raspberry goes together. So I'll take a piece of chocolate and a raspberry, stick it in my mouth, chew, 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 and go, oh, that tastes good. So I had the bergamot and I had different things in the house. And I went, hmm, bergamot. I wonder if that would go with rosemary. So I put the bergamot paste in my mouth, gave a little chew on a rosemary stem. That tasted good, but it was a bit too sharp. It needed just a little bit of kind of sweet citrus. So I stuck a piece of grapefruit in my mouth and there you go. That's it. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I I love that. um, I feel like that's a pretty unique thing. uh, uh, to do, I, I know that there are lots of bakers who, you know, will experiment with little things, but I mean, you're really uh, uh, fully going from scratch on some of these flavor combos or really just trying things out. Um, that's so interesting because I, I do feel like a lot of bakers probably look at, you know, some recipes and then make an iteration from something and you're just finding an ingredient, being inspired, pulling something together. Are there any other um, kind of of your favorite bakes you have that are are from flavor combinations you just sort of made or discovered yourself? Well, I don't, first of all, let me just say that all the bakers this season are pretty special with our flavors, but uh, me, myself and I, um, I think the, um, I've come up with this blue cheese with a spicy fig filling macaron. I do a range of macarons that are all cheeses. So it's sort of like, you know, it's sort of like I do a carrot gelée and do a cream cheese icing with the carrot gelée because that's very, you know, cream cheese, carrot cake sort of-ish and different things like that. And, um, but the blue cheese and the spicy fig filling, that's kind of, that's, quite different it's got cayenne in it and a little bit of ancho chili wow wow yeah Yeah. that uh that sounds quite good i i i love the idea of a savory macaron like that that does sound uh, it's really good because because macaron are sort of um you know they're airy fairy they're very pretty looking they're annoying to make sometimes but then (laughs) they're only annoying to make if they don't turn out otherwise you just go oh well i'm a genius but um when they do turn out and they're lovely looking and everything, they're just really, really sweet. They're a bit of a sugar bomb. And I don't like overly sweet cakes and pastries and cookies. So I always try and find a way to sort of break the sweetness a bit. And so, yeah. So the Which cheese I range. I, I really, really, uh, I'm on the same page as you in terms of, I, I like a hit of sweet but I don't want overly sweet. You know, I don't yeah. like when it keeps going. And and yes, the, the bergamot cake kind of, it it hit with sweet and then it sort of backs away and then you get those other, you know, kind of uh, uh, more uh, complex, subtle Aww. flavors. I really, really, really Thanks, loved Lego. it. Seriously, it was, yeah. it was. Well, I think it's important also, people forget that sugar is not an actual flavor unless it's brown sugar or black sugar or molasses or syrup and stuff like that. Sugar, white sugar, is not a flavor. And I think that a lot of people have mistaken it as a flavor. And maybe people will start to back off a little bit. So I guess kind of moving into a bit of, you know, we just touched on on one of the bakes and, and some of your baking process. But um, what inspired you to audition for The Great Canadian Baking Show? Well, uh 
inspiration. I don't know. I think it was more arrogance at the beginning more than anything else. I thought I was actually qualified to go on the show. I was not. I mean, you know, I know fully now that like that was insanity. Um, but I, it was year three and uh, I actually auditioned, auditioned with Jay. We were at the same workbench and we're from the same part of the world, same part of Canada. Mm -hmm. So, um, we auditioned together and I auditioned and, um, you know, they did like a separate little interview with me and I was pretty, pretty puffed up when I left and I went, Oh yes, so I'm going to be on the great Canadian baking show. And then I went, uh, I wonder if I could actually bake that well, you know, because by season three, it was pretty ramped up the baking. Like it wasn't, these people were not making oatmeal raisin cookies and muffins. I mean, you know, so, um, yeah, and then they they had said at the audition, you know, go home practice and everything, and so I did, and all of that. And I quickly realized I went, ooh, I should probably not be going on the show. But they already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> and so said, thanks, Rosemary, but no. But I, I don't know what the inspiration for the show was to go uh, to audition for the show to apply for the show. I think I just thought, you know, well, you know. A little bit of fun. I do a lot of stuff in life that way, you know, like why the heck not? The worst thing that anybody can say ever say to you is no. And the possibility of them always saying yes is much higher usually. So I'll always always lean lean into that. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think that's a great uh uh motto. I, I, I certainly do um, you know, quite quite similarly on, you know, well why why not just try? Why not do it? Um that's it. What made you pick up baking in the first place? Yeah, so that's become family lore. So uh, my daughter, Sarah, passed away. It's actually eight years this, um, this Christmas. So she passed away, and Sarah was a pastry chef and a cake decorator. And um, when she died, my grandson, her nephew, was, uh, you know, he was six years old. So kids at that age don't get dead. They don't understand it. All he was concerned about was, who's going to make my birthday cake? So I said, well, I'll make your birthday cake. Not a problem, said the mom who barely did like, you know, bake sale bakes. <laughs> and um, so his birthday came came around and I bought myself a box of uh, Betty Crocker, Duncan Hines and a can of icing. And I tried to make him a Bart Simpson cake. So in retrospect, I probably should have started a week before and not the night before. And it was pretty horrible looking. <laughs> and because, uh, you know, the th things that you don't know, you just don't know, right? And um, so I had thought by osmosis somehow I'd pick up all my daughter's talent, but that didn't happen. So we explained to him that it was a Bart Simpson cake. He nodded, ate the cake, and that was it. But I felt... I really felt so bad because I thought, what a, what a bad legacy. This child was so used to his aunt baking him such beautiful cakes, and that was just lost. And when you lose a child like that, you always try and hold on to as much of them as you possibly can. So by me learning how to bake and how to bake properly and well, it was a way of holding on to Sarah and giving a part of Sarah to my grandson, Carter. Wow, that is um, a really beautiful story, and and 
you know, I, you. I was really touched this season with your your story and hearing it. And and like I said, your your uh, exit message in last week's episode saying that you know you really felt you'd done your daughter proud and everything was really touching. It's the only time I've ever actually like cried as a result of something from the show, and it was um, very sweet and very heartfelt. And, and thank you for for kind of sharing some of that you know with us. So. Oh, well, thanks for listening to it. Um, so, you know, you started auditioning in season three and then uh, uh, obviously continued improving your skills over time. And then you make it on on, on season six. So uh, Yay! I know which is, is, is always I feel like that's got to be the uh, uh, greatest moment. What was it like when you found out? Well, OK, so the. Um... Michael, who who had been sort of my handler slash buddy slash you know connection to the show all of those years, when he he said something devious like, "Oh, we just want to check," I don't know, we want to check like your vaccination record or something weird, and um, for some reason he had to do it on a video call. So there was a little sus in the back of my brain but I thought no you're never getting on this show like get over yourself but this year was my year of giving no um cares <laughs> I'm trying to think you of can a word swear on this podcast we uh, okay, certainly so do. <laughs> this this was the year of giving no fucks because I really sort of like um I I applied and it's a long application like uh, I know um, mm -hmm. other bakers have probably told you that for, but for people out there listening, the application form is really long. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so I filled it out, not flippantly, but sort of with the idea that whatever, like they're not going to take me at this point when I'm filling it out, I'm 63 and that's quite aged to be in the tent in case you haven't noticed. And then, um, when I was auditioning, it was a video audition and I sort of, it's not that I didn't give a complete damn, but I sort of really didn't give much of one. And I just thought, well, I'm just going to bake and do and go and, you know, and have a good time because I knew from experience from a previous year that the video editions were kind of fun. So I just went with it. And then, so when um, Michael called on the video call, I actually, I didn't believe him. Oh, really? Like I thought he was just jerking me around a bit and it was right. It was like right after April Fool's. So I thought he was just playing like, and I, I kept saying to him, are you sure you're not playing an April Fool's joke with me? Because, you know, in my family, we'll, we'd play them the whole length of April if we could. Wow. But, okay. So I kind of thought he was like, you know, he was like <laughs> playing with my brain. But no, he, he said, no, no, seriously, we really want you on the show. And so, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yep. <laughs> that's, uh, that's terrific. And yeah, it's... Um... Uh, definitely for everyone, it's been a bit of a different, um, audition process for the show we've heard from, from bakers over the last couple of years, you know? So, um, yeah, it must've been quite interesting doing it all remote, especially since you had the experience of having done it in person at the last yes. year that they did the, the in-persons. Um, what was that change like? Um, well, it was, it was less daunting for certain because the, the live audition, um, I mean, you know, you walk in there with your little old cake and there's like 20 other bakers from, you know, 
Eastern Canada. We'll say I'm not quite sure what region they drew from, but there's 20 other bakers with these beautiful, breathtaking creations. And these are people who've been baking for years and who, who really, you know, they're standing in the corridor discuss, discussing like moisture percentages of butter. And I'm going, yeah, I buy mine on sale. Cause I mean, <laughs> you know, like I, I did take it up late, but I am at heart just a home baker. So when people get very elaborate and very um, scientific and stuff, sometimes I feel a little, you know, sort of overwhelmed, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, the, the in-person audition is quite daunting, but on the other hand, it is pretty cool because baking is such a solitary hobby. So it is pretty cool to see other bakers. I mean, and you go, oh, yeah, okay, I'm not the only one, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's it's neat. It's neat to have done it both ways. And Absolutely. I think I'm, I'm lucky. I, I think it's it's kind of like... Um... Uh, you know, I, I'm a videographer, right? And so it's like if someone else like does video stuff and I'm like, oh, we can talk about cameras. Like, wow, you know? <laughs> and so you, you when you're surrounded by the other bakers in the tent, you know, aside from the fact that you're all going through the, uh, and I know you were just talking about the auditions, but I'll kind of shift to, to the time on the show here. You're all immediately, A, uh, it's the experience of the fact that you're there and, and in the tent and going through that all together. And and even though you might have a, you know, uh, uh, kinship with other bakers who have been on the show in the past, this group is the only group ever that's going to know your season six experience, right? And you instantly yeah. bond that way, I'm sure. So yeah, what yeah. was it like getting to know all of the bakers and first entering the tent? Well, I think, uh, and, and the other bakers will tell you this, I think there was a bit of concern because there is such a large age gap between most of the bakers and myself. I know that Lauren had written me a little card and she wouldn't mind me saying this because like, you know, like there's, there's more than 40 years that separate um, Lauren and I. So that's, that's a lifetime, you know, of, of, you know, being, you know, coming of age in a different, in a, in a different, completely different situation. I mean, Lauren's come of age in the 21st century. I came of age in the 1970s, you know, <laughs> like that's, that's a big a difference. A little different, yeah. A little different. But I mean, I know that um, Lauren took a look at me and she actually said in her little note, like I, she went, oh boy, here we go. Cause I think she was looking at me and thinking, oh, here's an old white cis lady. And then, um, uh, Lauren and I have actually tremendous bonds because she is a granny, uh, young, but still she's, she's got great granny potential. Mm. And also there's a lot of, um, we have a lot of interesting parallels and stuff and, you know, collecting things and everything. And I was walking um, in the field on the E.B. Taylor estate one day. And I, when I was a young woman or a teenager, I had learned, I grew up in a very religious household. So I'd learned the um, chant, Bene Creator Spiritus. And I don't know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a religious person at all myself, but that song sometimes kind of comes out. And so I just started sort of singing it quietly to myself. And all of a sudden I heard another voice join in because we're talking obscure here. And mm-hmm. that was my pal Lauren just singing along with me, Bene Creator Spiritus. 
I mean, that was a pretty cool experience. And that's like, that's it. That's me and Lauren, you know, like it's, it's just that sort of thing. So I think a lot of the bakers were probably looking at me thinking, yeah, she might be a problem as sometimes older people can be when faced with different lifestyles from their own. Mm. How about that? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And and they quickly learned that that's not the case with me you know love is love and um and i'm i fall in love with people very easily and each and every single one of them the other nine bakers i fell in love with them just completely and right away well and you're you're easy to uh uh you know uh, uh fall in love with too right you know i think i Aww. think uh, uh, viewers and and uh you know uh uh us too right like it's it's yeah very very instant and and um clear clear to see so um <clears throat> once you're in the tent it's getting started you were there for for you know the the five weeks uh, uh there what was your favorite bake that you did on the show uh well interestingly it was the one that failed right off the bat uh barmbrack so barmbrack is, is actually quite seasonal for right now the irish call it Samhain. So Samhain is, you know, All Saints, All Souls Day. So Halloween and November 1st. Um, and it's where the veil between life and death thins. <laughs> and so it's celebrated with that particular cake, with that particular tea cake. So that, I make barn brack on the regular at home. But that was a bit of an adaptation of my recipe for barn brack to turn it into um, a nut-based flour flour tea cake and so I'd done that and at home it turned out and it was beautiful and even in the tent because of course the audience the the viewers don't get to see all of the critiques and stuff but even then in the tent um they understood what I was going for and I really wanted to start out saying you know this you know the expression this is me on a plate but really this is me in a cake this is who I am this is where I come from this is where I'm moving to, you know, a, a little bit of um, Celtic weirdness. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of storytelling, because that's who the that's who the Irish are. And uh, you know, and lucky charms, because Barmbrack is served with um, charms baked into it. And so what the viewers didn't get to see were the little charms that were under each cake. And so um, Kyla and Bruno got to get charms, so to predict their their future for the next year. So that was a little bit of fun. A little bit, oh, I love that. A little I, crack, yeah. as we say. Yeah. No, I I, I yeah. love that. I also love. Um, you know, it's it's. I mean, it's 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 terrific for for you all the the bakers although sometimes at home i'm just like oh i wish there's more we could see right like you know we've we've done this podcast since the show started and we've interviewed quite a few bakers over the years and i mean the main thing we hear from all of them is like they love it it's a great time there's so much you don't see and uh i mean i'm certainly aware that i i edit videos and everything there's (laughs) only so much that can go in there um but is there a moment that you wish had made it to air um, let me think. Yes, absolutely. There is actually, um, the day I turned 64 on, uh, we were, we were taping. 
So I became the oldest person to bake in regular competition in the tent. And um, Alan sang me happy birthday. And so the joke, well, not the joke, but I travel with kazoos <laughs> all the time. I always have kazoos in my, in my suitcase. I have one in my purse right now. Um, so I had brought kazoos for all the bakers. And so we had just started playing kazoo. The sound guys, we must have driven them absolutely nuts. Yeah. But uh, we just started playing kazoos all the time. It was a good good way to sort of um, ease, off, ease off on the nerves. Mm. And so Alan was singing happy birthday to me and I had my kazoo in my pocket. So I pulled it out and I kazooed along to happy birthday. And that was... Uh, Oh, it was just such a joyous moment. Like the whole experience for me, <laughs> I know um, I know some bakers struggle with the experience because it is so intense, but my experience in the tent was nothing but absolute joy. I just had just, just side-splitting fun. Like it was just, it was the, the most strangest and exhilarating experience I've ever had in my life. It was mm. such a good time. You can certainly hear it like you really, really can. Um, and I'm so glad that it was, a, you know, such an amazing time. And, yeah. and uh, I love that. I, I also wish that that could have gone to air. But uh, yeah, I'm sure the sound guys were probably cursing you <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I can guarantee that. Uh, so, uh, you know, obviously, there are the bakes that you did, but there's all of your fellow, you know, bakers with you there. Um, and uh, from my understanding, you all get to kind of, maybe not every single time, but taste what the bakers have also all made. Did you have a favorite thing that you tasted uh, uh, in the, the five weeks that you were on the show? Yes, my absolute dead favorite that I tasted, sorry, everybody else, was Zoya's uh, saffron cardamom ice cream. Mm. It was, I know it was melty on the show and everything, and mine was a disaster, but it was so delicious and refreshing. I've made it since at home because I make ice cream. <laughs> you can't tell, but I make ice cream a lot. Yeah, And I actually make it with that particular ice cream maker even. <laughs> So it's pretty bad, no excuses. But that ice cream that that Zoya made was so refreshing. Um, it was just it was just revelatory. It was so cool. It was like it would never have occurred to me. I've made like um, different types of ice cream and stuff, but but you know, a lot of my bakes are Eurocentric just because that's where I come from. You know, I try and expand my horizons as much as possible. But Zoya comes from, um, a place where saffron and cardamom are very, very ordinary, maybe even. And but to me, in ice cream, it was like she made it with such a beautiful hand; like it was just amazing. Uh, yeah, I certainly thought it looked uh, uh, great, and even the oh, yeah. uh, uh, cookies she'd made for the sandwich were also beautiful. Like both yours yes. and hers in that episode, even though they'd melted, they had this sort of like. Um, Yours looked very arty, you know, it looked yeah, like an art installation, art. like we, we yeah. kind of talked about, right? And then uh, uh, Zoya's just the cookies still were so beautiful, but the ice cream did sound great and glad to hear it yeah. was very good No, the too. cookies were beautiful. They look, especially live, they look just like trees, like pink roots and, you know, the green pistachios. It was just gorgeous. Yeah, so, good bake. So, 
now, you know, that uh, uh, unfortunately your time on the show came to an end. But I mean, like you said, you had such a blast and it, it really shows. Do you have any plans going forward, you know, having been on the show? Are you going to start your own thing? Are you doing anything on the side? Or like you said, like, is it just the hobby that continues? Now, people people might not know that we're on video and you just kind of shook from side to side your thing. <laughs> and I'm going, yeah, no. Um, yeah, well, Monday morning, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go back to work, you know, like as you as you do, um, mainly because I love my job so much. But other than that, I've started a little series on TikTok and on Instagram, of you know, just little videos, minute and a half less of um, how to bake. Because when I started baking, like, oh, all, all cake decorators, when they're beginning, they struggle with like how to ice a cake smooth, you know, silly little things like that. And it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be rocket science. And I think sometimes the explanations that you find online are a bit overwrought. So I've just started a series where it's very easy. Okay, preheat the one that I posted today is preheat your oven to 350. So you have to turn it on 20 minutes before you're going to bake because it takes that long for an oven to get to that temperature. If your oven doesn't keep a temperature really, really well, bang a pizza stone in the bottom of the oven because that's going to regulate and, and solidify the temperature. It's going to maintain the temperature inside the oven. Just little things like that each um, video. And hopefully, you know, I don't know, like you never know who you, uh, who you resonate with, who, who, will, who will find that, you know, advice useful. So I'm hoping that, you know, little bit of fun today red past sugar followed me on tiktok oh oh i know i, I smell an endorsement deal <laughs> well no i'm not i'm not saying that but i like i feel yeah, no, I, I know. you know you kind of go oh i'm so special now <laughs> yeah yeah no i totally get what you mean right i mean that's that's like us uh, uh you know with the the show especially it's it's funny because you know uh, uh when when the season's done we do go pretty dark right like you know because we follow a lot of the bakers yeah. on our own personal uh, uh instagrams but like the account just goes dark right for for gcbs podcast but then you know when we come back and it's like oh the bakers are already following us oh how great we don't need to sort of like re-alert <laughs> or, or anything like that so um do yeah. you do you follow me michael i think so yeah oh i should check that's i'll cool. check too yeah because i because awesome. i recently split i had my business and my person i i previously only had an instagram account for my business and then i split to have a business one and uh, a personal one now too yeah i so. mean you don't have to but let me do a little bit of a shameless shill at on rosie graham for instagram and at on rosie talk for tiktok tiktok i'm a little sparse i'm still trying to figure out how it works and i don't know how to edit videos so it's a one shot it's a one and done all of my videos i will happily uh, uh <laughs> teach you the little tips and tricks and everything right oh God, like even little editing that. stuff like i don't use tiktok myself but i can show you the video editing stuff happily um well i i just found out that you can pause a video <laughs> while you're recording it <laughs> and then go back and restart it <laughs> That might change things. Yeah, that might change things for you. Um, 
Well, you know, just uh, uh, as we're sort of wrapping up here, I just want to share, if you don't mind, uh, this was back February 11th, 2021. You sent us a message on Instagram that said, just so you know, this old broad has a dream to bake in the tent and to get interviewed by the Cooling Rack Boys when I got booted off the show. Oh my God! Yeah. (laughs) And it happened. (laughs) Fairy tales can come true. <laughs> it can happen to you. Oh, that's awesome! I don't. I actually don't remember uh, writing that, but it is typically something that I would say. That's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. So, oh. so anyway, like all season, as soon as as we found out you were on the show, I was like. Well, like, you know, if, if, you know, last season we ended up just being so busy, we didn't even get to schedule any interviews with the bakers. And I was like, if we're doing one interview this season, <laughs> it's going to be because like this was a pre this was pre being on the show. being destiny. like I want to, you this know, and, destiny, Michael. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and we made it happen. And I want to thank wow, you so, so much for your time and for you know, uh, everything you brought to the show for the baking that James and I got to sample. Oh, we love like the, the, the gingerbread too. Oh, so good. That's a and it was good gingerbread. It's one of those things. The more I ate, the more I just kept eating, you know, like it was weird. I could stop myself if I ate one piece. I was like, mm, it's delicious. But if I then ate two or three pieces, I just like and those gingerbread people were big. <laughs> I just kept eating and eating and eating. <laughs> Size of my head. Um, that gingerbread, you know, uh, I have to say I'm pretty proud of it. I've worked over it. And my grandson loves gingerbread. So each year, like that's our big Christmas thing. We have a different gingerbread theme. Um, and this year it has to do with those giant gingerbread people. So that'll be a little bit of fun. I'll post it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I just want to say thanks again for for joining us. Is there anything else you want to promote? I know you mentioned your your handles. Feel free, do it again. Anything else you want to, to share? Uh, yeah, uh, on Instagram, it's at on Rosie Graham. And on TikTok, it's at on Rosie Talk, because that's as original as I got with my handles. Um, no, I want to blow kisses at the uh, other bakers. In case they're listening, I hope they do. And um, if you're thinking of applying, for goodness sakes, apply. You have nothing to lose. The only thing that can happen is, you know, a no. And a no doesn't doesn't set you behind. It just strengthens you and, it, you know, girds you up and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Sorry, I forgot. The one question we pretty much always ask is, yes, is there any advice for, you know, potential listeners who are auditioning for the show beyond the plain advice of, audition keep going keep going for years because like you said if, if it's a no even now that doesn't mean it's a no forever right it's it's just a, a one season right because it's not like disciplining children you know a no is a no forever when you're disciplining children when you're applying for the bake show a no is like a no can go to a maybe to a yes in a matter of years but my advice to bakers is um Take your baking seriously, but don't start to head down rabbit holes. Like, just relax, enjoy it. You shouldn't be baking to get on the show. You should be baking for the love of baking and and to, you know, share that love of baking with other people. Whether you get on the show or not, 
It's a good thing to get on the show. It's a great thing to get on the show. But every year, thousands and thousands of people apply and only 10 people get into that tent. Whereas all of your loved ones, family, coworkers, they're all going to be thrilled to get your cookies. Great way to end it. Well, Rosemary, thank you so much for joining us on The Cooling Rack. We're so happy to have you. Oh, it's lovely. Thank you so much, Michael. Hey, James. <laughs> James. Oh, wait, James isn't here. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that in. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. And wasn't that fun? Didn't you love that? Amazing. And I am here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, James made it at the end. And uh, uh, thanks again to Rosemary for taking the time to uh, uh, chat with me and, and chat with us. And I just, I still can't get over the fact that she had previously messaged us saying her dream was to get on the show and then get interviewed by us when she got booted off. And we made that happen. That was really fun and cool. I loved her reaction to it. Like it was it was a good time. And also, I still can't forget that we did get to taste some of Rosemary's Bakes. And oh. it was so wonderful and delicious. And that is now an anecdote. See, I don't know. Have you ever like, you know how at work events, you have to be like, oh, tell me a fun fact. It's like, oh, my God, like I have no more facts to tell you people. But now there's this one, which I think is really yeah. cool. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, it was terrific. So you can find us on Instagram at GCB podcast and we will be back next week for semifinals week there's only two episodes left in the season and uh i know it, it goes so fast like we're, we're almost at the end excited to see what happens next uh and uh yeah that's that's pretty much everything thanks for sticking around uh let us know how you like the interview make sure that you're following rosemary on instagram as well she gave her handles in in the interview and we will see you next time bye bye The Cooling Rack is a Messenger Bag Media podcast. For more on how Messenger Bag Media could be your business's one-stop media shop, visit messengerbagmedia.ca.